0: Thanksgiving, and we've been focused a lot on the NFL action that we will see on Thanksgiving and on Black Friday. But of course, tons of NFL action headed our way on Sunday as well. A big division matchup between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals. That game coming your way on Sunday. Let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. They fire their OC to bring in some help with the Pittsburgh conversation. Jerry Dulac, he covers the Steelers for the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. And Jerry, thanks so much for your time. Why fire Matt Canada right now? This is something we haven't seen the Steelers do, firing a coach midseason since 1941. I remember it well, Jerry, just yesterday. Why now?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Amber, it's just something, of course, that they don't believe in. They never believed in it uh, with Dan Rooney for any number of reasons. Um, but I think what happens is, beyond the obvious, which is, and it's the biggest reason, is that the offense struggles, they do not produce points. But I think there are several reasons that Sunday's game in Cleveland proved to be the final straw. Um, We have seen the last three games, Kenny Pickett, who so much of the hopes for this season were pinned on him, uh, regress, not progress. And uh, it's been a slow decline here the last three games. And I think the other thing, and not I think the other thing, I know the other thing is they're 6-4, and and they're very much in this – race there right now they would be the seventh seed but they're very much in the race in the afc despite how poorly they have played because when you look at the rest of the afc obviously after you saw the chiefs the other night all of a sudden do they look unbeatable no they don't and um the steelers next five games you know the schedule is very favorable two games against the joe burrow less Bengals, and three games against teams with non-winning records so I mean, it sets it sets up well for them. They are, they put themselves in a good position, yeah, through some luck and some fortuitous breaks, no question about it. But they, you know, they realize they can't keep playing the way they're playing seven one score games and relying on their defense or special teams to make splash plays to make up for the inefficiency and the, and the um, lack of points from the offense. So I think, uh, you know, I, I think the combination of the offense overall, Kenny Pickett's regression. And the fact where they are in the uh, division and the AFC with the shot at the uh, postseason, um, all those things combined, it was like, okay, time to do something. And this is what we have to do.
2: Well, now that the move has been made, what are going to be the expectations for the offense now? You know, you get rid of the offensive coordinator, you still have Pickett, you know, young quarterback. What's going to be the expectations now that you now that you don't have the, the offensive coordinator?
1: Yeah, Norris, I think I think there, there there's two parts to that uh, answer, and that is, number one is, you know, it's going to be the same playbook uh, and that Matt Canada uses. Nothing is going to change there. The biggest difference is going to be how Mike Sullivan, uh, you know, calls the game, you know, evaluates the flow of the game. That's going to be the thing that, if, if I, you know, I don't want to say it's going to be the most notable because... We're not in his head. But in terms of seeing different stuff, uh, that's not going to change um, because it's the playbook that they've had before. But I think where it puts pressure is on Kenny Pickett because now there's no more excuse that, oh, this is Matt Canada's offense. He doesn't like Matt Canada's offense. He doesn't like Matt Canada or whatever it is people want to say. Um, so the pressure now is on Kenny Pickett. Okay, maybe, maybe it's not Matt Canada. Is it Kenny Pickett? And he's going to have to prove uh, that, uh, you know, it wasn't because of, um, uh, you know, Matt Canada that he's that, you know, now maybe with a change and maybe some reins taken off him, um, you know, it's going to be a different story. But he's the one to me who was going to feel the most pressure.
0: Jerry Dulac, he covers the Steelers for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Joining us here on Amber and Ian Norris Cole filling in for Ian tonight. So you mentioned there the pressure on Kenny Pickett, a quarterback that we saw show some real promise towards the end of last season in the preseason. And then it hasn't gone so well during the regular season, despite their winning record right now. Tomlin still doing Tomlin type things. What does the leash look like for Kenny Pickett, though, Jerry, moving forward? Because now we're talking about another young quarterback who has to deal with a change at OC and learn a new system and yet has all the expectations of the world on his shoulders as well.
1: You know, Amber, I've never really thought that the leash was short on Kenny Pickett, and I still don't think it is. But I think in the next couple games, uh, if we see this become obviously uh you know a trend and not just a coincidence or one bad game or even two bad games then all of a sudden you have to make that decision uh as the head coach especially when you have two veteran quarterbacks on the bench and Mitch Trubisky and Mason Rudolph and it's the reason why they keep those two types of quarterbacks on the bench they've done that for years having quality backups behind their starters uh 95 percent of the time and so that's why they're there. Now, Mike Tomlin does not like to routinely make those changes. He did it a couple of years ago when Mason Rudolph was filling in for uh, Ben Roethlisberger when he missed uh, nearly the entire season. He switched to Duck Hodges, then he switched back to Mason. He doesn't want to coach that way. Um, and I don't think he wants to. Obviously, he doesn't, would, wouldn't want to just kind of shake Kenny Pickett's confidence. But I don't, I don't believe in that. I think when you're a young guy who has confidence in himself, I think when you, if you sit him down, if he's struggling. Um, I, I don't buy that idea that uh, you're going you're gonna to ruin his confidence any more than if you change the coordinators and introduce a new system to him. So I don't think it's anything that's imminent, but I think if it goes a couple more games with no more excuses about Matt Canada, then, uh, then you have to decide, okay, is it our offense or is it our quarterback? And you're not necessarily evaluating Kenny Pickett per se, but you're evaluating the quarterback position. And the quarterback position has not been very productive for you.
2: Well, Gary, speaking of not being productive, what do you think the ceiling for this team is? You know, if the playbook is not going to change, they're just going to evaluate flow, and there's not a, there's not a strong leash, you know, for Pickett. What's going to be the ceiling for this team? Because clearly the defense has been, you know, holding the team above water.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing, Norris. They're, they're keeping them right, their head above water. Um, here's my feeling about this football team. They are decent enough to beat most teams, but they are not good enough to think that they can't lose to any team. And, and that's where they are. And that their, their margin of error is so slim, that's what they've been dealing with. Seven of their ten games have been one-score games, and they're not exactly 31-28, 27-24, 34-33. They're 13-10, 17-14, 16-14. So uh, that's why it's incumbent on the offense to score some points. Um, But do I think they're a playoff team? I thought that from the beginning of the year. I thought they were a ten and seven team, with maybe some some uh, luck. Um, You know, eleven and uh, eleven and six. Well, they already had Deshaun Watson taken off their hands, even though it didn't work out. And now they got two games against the Bengals without Joe Burrow. And so we have seen this happen to the the Steelers. It's uncanny how many times they've been handed a backup quarterback over the last ten years. And this, these are two more examples. So, I don't. I don't. You know, I think they can be a postseason team. Um, I don't see them being the type of team that could go into the postseason and start, uh, uh, you know, just, just going out and beating other teams routinely. But I, I, I think they're. I think they're a playoff team, and uh, we're going to find out in the next couple games what this offense or Kenny Pickett can do uh, to at least not have the defense just bail them on and keep uh, keep them above water.
0: Yeah, we start finding out this weekend, Sunday division matchup between the Steelers and the Bengals at 1 p.m. Eastern. Jerry Dulack he covers the Steelers for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Thanks so much, Jerry.
1: Appreciate you, Jerry. Amber, thank you. Happy uh, Thanksgiving to you guys.
0: Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, NBA champion Norris Cole filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight. So we have to talk some NBA. Who would you have on your all NBA team right now? Maybe some guard talk coming your way here on ESPN Radio.
3: visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel.
4: Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting technology marketing and creative legal and administrative and customer support at robert half we know talent visit roberthalf.com today
0: well who's hot who's not it's definitely not the milwaukee bucks that are hot right now the boston celtics up on the bucks 88 to 77 in this game on our televisions currently a 10 and 4 Milwaukee Bucks team versus an 11 and 3 Boston Celtics team two of the best teams in the east Two teams that probably have to run through each other to get to an NBA championship. Norris Cole, he knows a little thing or two about NBA titles. He's filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight. You can find him at PG30 underscore Cole. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. So does this mean anything? The fact that the C's right now have been dominating the Bucks in this one?
2: No, it doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. The only thing it shows is... um how easy it is to plug a player like Drew Holiday into your system because he's so good at everything. You don't have to change your system. He can just come in seamlessly and fit. Whereas when you make a superstar transition, you know, like a Damian Lillard, that's like a whole culture shift. That's a whole chemistry shift, and that takes time right now. And So, you know, I wouldn't want to play the Bucks later on this year. But for right now, you know, it's going to take some time for them to to mesh.
0: Damian Lillard has put up 14 points so far, three uh, rebounds, five assists in this game. So we'll keep you updated. The Celtics also have just, I mean, you mentioned that the chemistry is a thing. Uh, Porzingis hasn't had a hard time uh, finding the chemistry with this team. But I mean, this team overall, they've just been cooking. Jason Tatum obviously looks remarkable this season so far, which I'm not sure that's a surprise to anybody, Norris.
2: Absolutely not. I mean, he's playing, you know, like one of the best players in the league. You know, if someone, somebody come, came and said, hey, I think Tatum is the top player in the league, that wouldn't be hyperbole. I mean, he's playing that well. So, yeah, he he's leading them. And the way that they play, it's kind of – I don't want to say it's easy, but it's easier for guys who can shoot the ball and play defense to come play there. You know, because like, they already have their stars. They already have their coach. They already have the Boston Celtics way – the culture of winning, so it's, you know, when you come there, you kind of know what to expect, where on the other end, when we talk about the Bucks, you know, they have a new coach, <clears throat> first-year coach, they have a new superstar with a different skill set than, you know, than Drew had, and so it's just going to take some time. It's just going to take some time.
0: It's definitely going to take some time for them to figure it all out. Uh, right now, it is Jalen Brown leading the way for the Seas. 22 points from him. Jason Tatum has added 16 points. So domination right now by the Celtics, but it's also November. And so, exactly. frankly, I don't know if it matters. Does the in-season tournament matter, Norris? Because you've been watching this thing. <laughs> we talked to Tim Legler earlier in the show. If you missed anything here on Amber and Ian, uh, you can check out the podcast on the ESPN app. And he said that he's surprised because he thought that this thing was going to be, frankly, a dud. Like, who is going to care about competing in this in-season tournament? And he feels like that the players have really been getting up for it because of their competitive nature. So you've been one of those players in the NBA. Do you think, <laughs> do you think it's working so far? It's early. It's early.
2: I mean, it's definitely surprising me as well, but the guys were going to have to play during this time anyway. So all they did was just changing the floor and, you know, changing how they market it. But, you know, guys were going to have to play during this time anyway. It's not like the guys wouldn't still be playing. So they just have something extra to play for. And, And that's all I think it is. And as a competitor, when you have something to win, and has something on the line, you go out there and, and you give it your all. And so, the teams that have a chance to win it are giving it their all. But the teams that are out of it, they're not. And so, and we're just paying more attention to the teams that are winning, like the Lakers, the Pacers, and things like that. But the Clippers don't care if they win it or not, because they really don't have a chance to win it. They're trying <laughs> to get, they're trying to get their chemistry for the championship run. Right. And there's several other teams who don't have a chance right now to win the in-season tournament, but they still have maybe have a chance to make the playoffs. So depending on where you are in the rankings of the season tournament, it's going to depend on how much you care about it.
0: It feels like the Lakers care about it. I don't know if I'm <laughs> – and they just ripped off four it, it, four wins in this in-season tournament. I don't know if I'm surprised – that a 38-year-old, almost 39-year-old next month, LeBron James, cares so much about the in-season tournament. He is a big soccer fan. <laughs> he is a big international soccer fan, which, of course, yeah. is where Adam Silver got this idea uh, from. He's also at the end of his career, towards the end of his career, seemingly so. It does not the way that he's playing. But see, theoretically speaking, he should right. be towards <laughs> the end of his career, right? And so maybe he wants to you know, just have another notch there. On his belt. This is one of those ways to do that. I guess I I'm surprised how much the guys seem to care about it, but I thought that they were going to have to raise the stakes, you know, make it matter for something, you know, home court advantage or whatever in the postseason. Like I thought they were going to have to raise the stakes for this thing. But you are talking about highly competitive people. I can't mm-hmm. relate to that, Norris. I would never have been good at sports because I'm not a highly <laughs> competitive person. I have learned about myself over my lifetime. I would imagine you are a highly competitive person. I don't Absolutely. think you can make it to the league without being like <laughs> a little on the crazy side when it comes to competitive. No.
2: This is true. This Hey, listen. <laughs> right? I'm, part of knowing yourself is admitting when stuff is true. And I'm definitely a little bit on the crazy side when it comes to competing. So, But the Lakers... They wanted to get off to a good start, period. So whether there was this in-season tournament or not, they needed to get off to a good start because they don't want to be at the end of the year fighting to be in the play-in, fighting to have to scrape their way into the playoffs. Then now LeBron has to put stress on his body later in the year. So I think that no matter what, they were going to try to play well. I just think the in-season tournament is just an incentive for that. You know, The fact that they are in position to win it, there, go for it. But if they wasn't, they wouldn't be mad about it. Trust me. LeBron is never mad about getting rest. He, at this point in his that's career, good.
0: that's that's the truth.
2: Yeah. So. So is
0: I, Anthony I think, Davis. <laughs> He's never. Yeah, mad but about rest for guy. a different reason. He, yeah. he gets
2: rest for a different reason. Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let's hope he stays healthy. Come on, Let's, A.D.
0: We want uh, you to I, stay healthy, bro. Yeah, um, yeah, hard to believe, but maybe it'll actually happen this season. I mean, you're right. Last season, they did struggle, obviously, with a play-in and having to get into a postseason and fight their way all the way through. They ran out of steam, so maybe they're taking a different approach here this mm-hmm. season. You brought up something to me on one of the breaks, and Norris Cole, two-time NBA champ, Norris Cole, filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons here on Amber and Ian. Amber and Ian is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. You brought up something interesting to me about NBA guards right now and who would be on your first team all NBA at the guard position. It is very early, obviously, in the NBA season. I think all of us agreed, uh, including Josiah, our AP, and James Steele. uh, Gilgis Alexander would obviously be on that team. Like I feel like that's the one. I feel like Shea right now is the one that you can't argue against it. And after that, It gets a lot more confusing because there's so many good guards right now that are just balling out.
2: Absolutely. You know, I I told you, I gave you my first team right now as far as the guards. I'm going with Steph, the leader of the Splash Brothers, Mm -hmm. who's 35 years old, averaging 30 points a game.
5: Mm
2: -hmm. I'm going with Shea Gill, SGA. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going with Jason Tatum. Those are my three guards right there. Then, of course, Giannis and the Joker. And so on my second team, that would leave. I would have to have Luka, uh, Hallenberg from Indiana. And then that third guard spot, I'm going with Ant-Man. He got his team at the top of the West right now, and he's the best two-way wing player right now, in my opinion. Which See, this lead is- The third team would be Maxi. Right, (laughs)
0: which I I don't have a huge problem with that one. Uh, You know, it's interesting because when you're looking at first of all, this always gets confusing in positionless basketball because that's Mm -hmm. always part of this conversation. But you had said earlier, it's basically just it's you know it's like guard, it's a center, and then it's kind of everybody else that you're throwing in there. When it comes to like Halliburton, when I'm pulling the numbers like true shooting percentage, right? I'm I'm pulling some of these more advanced stats, Halliburton is is way above Steph top curry. of the line yeah i mean he's <laughs> right there the like right under Gilgis alexander now gilgus, gilgus Alexander's still normally across the board in most of the statistical categories at the top yeah. but you've got halliburton i would put luca up there I'd say, i say stuff curry wouldn't make my first team right now which i realize is weird i know it's weird it's weird he's missed a couple games I understand what he's averaging if we just pull pure points, but when I'm looking at all the categories, can you imagine a world where Steph Curry is not?
2: <laughs> no, listen. Forget the all the advanced day. stats; all that don't matter. Don't let. We're not going to turn into robots. I know that's what I they're trying know. to. They're I don't know. They trying to turn Luka, the game into just strictly Fox, that.
0: De'Aaron Fox is ahead of stuff. Steph.
2: Steph Curry cooks them. He cooks Sacramento every time he sees them. So we we can't we can't do that. We can't do that. We can't do that. I'm sorry. I mean,
0: we can do that, though. No, we
2: cannot. Steph Curry is first team All NBA.
0: It's not an <laughs> not a, It's not a career award. I, I'm not taking anything away from Steph overall. 30 right
2: now, shooting 90 from free throw. What do we want? 40% the Warriors, from three. What are we, what the, more Warriors do we want? Still,
0: the Warriors, also, to me, I mean, they, they're leaving a lot to be desired right now. Again, really yeah. early in the season, though. But at least we all agree on Shay. Coming up next here (laughs) on Amber and Ian, with Norris Cole filling in for Ian tonight, we will find out what is a big deal and what is not a big deal on ESPN Radio.
3: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
0: Is this real? I'm seeing on formally known as Twitter that Seahawks wide receiver D.K. Metcalf takes sign language classes on off days so that he can talk trash to opposing players without getting flagged.
2: Wow. Is this real? Have you guys That's seen this? That's another level of trash talk. Hey, D.A. Hey. There's a
0: video. There's a video of him. After he scores on, uh, on Akela Witherspoon for the Rams on Sunday, and then Matt Metcalf signs something. And apparently what he signs is number 44, my son. According to this account on X, which I mean, sus, whenever you're (laughs) referencing something that you see on formerly known as Twitter, but I want it to be true.
2: That's another level of cool. Hey DK, if you did that, <laughs> let me know who taught you so I can so I can, you know, get on with that.
0: So you could utilize that right oh, when you're absolutely. playing as well. There you go. Just fire absolutely. up some sign language um, and hope the NPA doesn't notice. I'm
5: seeing it on like USA Today and stuff too. Just a quick so uh, Google shirt search. Yeah, but like what good is that if the people when you're trash talking don't know what you're saying to them?
0: Because now we just pick because now it's now it's picked up everywhere. And now we all know. Yeah, and but, now it's gonna be fun. And now that sign language people are gonna go out and decode it for us and, and we'll all know. Yeah. But, but I see what you're saying. Like in the moment, the corner that he caught that pass on probably had no idea what he was doing. Just but say now something that to dude him.
2: knows. Yeah, I don't know. He I, did. I, he I, said I, something inside.
5: Doing too, too much. I think you're doing too much.
0: <laughs> I like it. It, huh? I like it. also that is some serious dedication to trash talking when you're willing to take lessons because that's yes. how bad you want to trash talk without getting fined. Amber and Ian is presented by progressive insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Norris Cole filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight. So that is a big deal that DK Metcalf is trash-talking in sign language. Let's find out what else is a big deal.
2: It's making headlines.
4: Extra, extra, read
2: all about it. But is it a big deal
4: or not a big deal with Amber and Ian?
0: And James Steele and Norris Cole. Uh, Yeah, so
5: we're going to start here. Uh, We talked about, on Monday, uh, a little bit about if Florida State was going to get punished because they lost their quarterback, Jordan Travis, to injury. Uh, And on Tuesday night, Washington leapfrogged Florida State into the number 4 spot in the latest college football playoff rankings uh, after beating its third straight-ranked opponent this past weekend. While the top three remain unchanged, Georgia 1, Ohio State 2, Michigan 3, Washington moved into the top four for the first time this season, and Florida State fell to number five after losing quarterback Jordan Travis for the season, as I just mentioned amber big deal not a big deal that Florida State fell to number five
0: yeah it's uh, it 's a big deal, I think we all frankly saw it coming. none of it feels fair to Florida State, but I understand the committee is also looking ahead as much as they're evaluating what's happening now and they feel like Florida State's about to take a big step back because of course the quarterback that they had start 38 out of 49 games for them who was so solid this season and everything that they've been doing right and obviously a salute to Jordan Travis with how good he was there because that ended his career with the Seminoles the committee felt like it's not going to look the same I would say that They may end up being right, but maybe give Tate Roadmaker an opportunity to prove that it's not gonna look as good or to prove that they're really going to miss a step here before you go ahead and demote them in the rankings. But it's a big deal because every week it matters and there's only gonna be four teams in this season.
2: Absolutely, I agree it matters. And I I saw this coming, you know, and I believe it's the right decision actually. You know, without the without your Heisman trophy candidate quarterback, there's no way you can be the same and still be a top four team. But Amber, I understand you want to let them play the game. I get it, but no, you got to use your eyes. I mean, I want
0: to be clear. I want to let them play the game and I want the Gators to expose Tate Roadmaker and make get, fools out it. of the Seminoles and ruin their season and then them drop in the standings, okay, my Florida Gators. I, I know Gators.
2: Gator. I because, I know by the Gator. way, we ain't
0: got nothing to play for other than ruining Florida State's weekend this weekend, but let us ruin it. Don't just have Washington hop them in the standings. Come on.
2: You're right, you're right, but it is a big deal, and I'm all for it. I agree that they should have been dropped down to five.
5: All right, Bear is awesome. This Saturday, let the Home Depot help you get projects done right with Bear Premium Plus Interior Paint. Uh, let's move on to the NFL. Uh, Mac Jones stood at the podium on Wednesday, a place where the starting quarterback typically speaks about the upcoming game. But Mac Jones didn't, however, know if he would be starting this Sunday against the New York Giants. Since Jones was benched at the end of the Patriots' 10 6 loss to the Colts in Germany, the state of uh, the Patriots' quarterback position has remained a mystery. Jones struggled in the loss. His replacement Bailey Zappi threw a game ceiling interception after a fake spike and coach Bill Belichick has declined to name a starting quarterback in the week plus since the week 10 game Norris big deal, not a big deal that we still have no idea who the Patriots starting quarterback is going to be on Sunday against the Giants.
2: <laughs> I was going to say it's a big deal, but it's not a big deal because they're not going to win anyway. They will have no playoff hopes, no playoff implication, no nothing. So, You know, it's not a big deal, but he's giving me, they're giving me Zach Wilson vibes over there Mm -hmm. for the Patriots. Like, what are you doing, Bill? Mm -hmm. Mr. Belichick, what are you doing?
0: I mean, they are playing the Giants, right? So there is a chance here that the Patriots can get one. Although, I don't know. DeVito, apparently, uh, the answer there. For New York, I would say that it's not a big deal because it's so Bill Belichick. Because ultimately, like Nora said, they're not actually competing for anything this season. And We've seen them toggle back and forth Mac Jones with Bailey Zappi before. didn't win them a Super Bowl last season. ain't winning them a Super Bowl this season. (laughs) Bailey Zappi was thrown into an impossible situation in the last two minutes of that game. It looked as ugly as it did with Mac Jones. But in fairness to Bailey Zappi, he wasn't exactly ready to be thrown into that situation. So yes, that one throw, that interception, it was an ugly one. It's been ugly for Mac Jones all season long. I don't think either of these guys end up being the answer in New England, though, moving forward. So ultimately, not a big deal. And also, not a big deal that we don't know who's the quarterback because it's not exactly like Bill is uh, transparent with us.
2: Man, I feel like Mac Jones, like, man, I had better players at Alabama than on this team. <laughs>
0: Probably. He, he did. Would right. he, he would be right. He had more weapons. He would be right. He had more weapons around him. It's half the reason Tom Brady left. Like, yo, where are my weapons, man? I'm 40 years old. I don't want to have to keep out out here elevating everybody.
2: Exactly.
5: Better weapons. Better offensive line, probably.
2: Better Family. offensive coaching.
5: Right. Maybe a better yeah, head, maybe coach. head coach. A <laughs> head coach? I
2: don't know. The yeah, it's it okay to, to say it to at to this play. point. Yeah, hey, I don't know. Tom Brady ain't there. It's a safe bet to be able to say it now.
5: Um, All right. Retired quarterback Drew Brees says that he'd still be playing if he could throw a football with his right arm. But that's no longer possible because of the major shoulder injury he suffered in 2005. Brees, who is 44 now, made the revelation uh, on Tuesday when he was talking with Evan Cohen on Greeny. Imagine that. Greeny not in on his show. Whether uh, he has gotten any calls from teams trying to lure him out of retirement uh, he retired from the NFL in 2021 and said Tuesday, quote, there might have been a feeler or two a year or two after his retirement. He then added, look, I'll let you in on a little fact. I don't throw with my right arm anymore. My right arm does not work. So when I throw in the backyard right now, I throw left hand and Amber. Big deal, not a big deal. Drew Brees can't even throw with his, arm, his uh, right arm anymore.
0: To be clear, he was making this appearance on Greenie with Evan Cohen because yep. he was promoting pickleball. <laughs> and apparently he can still play pickleball, though, uh, even though his arm is destroyed uh, in terms of throwing. Uh, this is not a big deal because, as you said, Drew Brees is 44 years old. And it's great that he thinks he'd still be playing. Drew Brees didn't... The end of Drew Brees' career was not Tom Brady's, the end of Tom Brady's career, right? Like, there's no part of me that believes even without the injury, that Drew Brees would still have enough. He's in his mid-40s. There's only one dude who's ever done that. One out of everyone we've, we've seen. So, yeah, not a, I mean, not a big deal, Norris.
2: Yeah, it's, it's not a big deal to me. Uh, he put his time in. He put his time in. He sacrificed his body for the better of the team and for the betterment of his family. And so now he can enjoy retirement.
0: Also, he had that injury repaired in 2006 by yeah, but Dr. James Andrews. 2006.
2: Yeah, as you get older, though, as you get older, like in the 40s, you know, you, you're not getting any younger. And so any old injury that you may have had is going to resurface as you get older. And so I understand. I understand that right arm, you know, and, and it don't trigger the way it used to be.
5: Yeah, you know, you I mean, won
0: that Super Bowl after that. Not even that long after that re- shoulder repair. remember when you turn
5: are. you turn forty, things just don't you know.
2: You no. know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know just what
0: you're talking know. about. I don't know what Just things
5: okay. happen. You can't, can't just, move around as well I did, well as you used I did to. have
0: trouble getting up off this chair during one of the commercial breaks because I'm sitting crisscross applesauce.
5: <laughs> and how old are you? Exactly. <laughs> Ooh. Excuse
0: you. What? Oh, I all right. I still got Goodness. it. I still got it over I here. Know. I'm just saying. We're as as long as I'm saying, so listen, I know. 40-year-old Amber, she still got it. She just maybe has to take a minute or a little of the second or two longer to get up out of crisscross applesauce.
5: <laughs> all right. So I just saw this on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> the The Clippers and the Spurs are playing and uh, Kawhi Leonard is at the line. It looks like about ready to shoot free throws. And uh, obviously Spurs fans are booing him. And Greg Popovich goes to, goes to the table, grabs a microphone, and tells everyone to stop booing because it's, uh, they're classier. Spurs fans are classier than that. they have more class than that. So uh, I, I feel like that's a weird thing to happen. Um, Norris, big deal, not a big deal that uh, Greg Popovich hates booing. I don't know.
2: Um... I don't really know how to answer that. It's it's not a big deal because Kawhi could care less. <laughs> he put one of those banners up there. Yeah. Um But and also why are they
0: booing him? Wait, yeah, I, I mean about to say, get, I don't I get, get why they're I get booing. why they're I get why they're upset oh, yeah, that he forced you know his way why. out. Yeah. I get it. I get it. he forces his way out goes to Ron to the window ones. Except for yeah. like he did get them a banner, man. Like right he, yeah, and that was, was years MVP. ago. That that Those was a long, types.
2: long time ago. It's not like it was fresh, like it just happened. Like that was right. years ago. Still angry. I mean, he's, Still uh, salty. Yeah, and I love pop though. Pop gonna let them know.
0: Cut That's, that out.
5: Well, it's like in the middle of the game. You went and got a microphone and, and like pop
2: owned the place. We, you ain't know, I don't they know, they know man. You know that?
0: <laughs> I, I don't know you how don't know to. That, I know mean, that. But... I'm I'm trying to think of it. It's kind of like well, maybe maybe the multiple titles. It's different, but it's like if Miami Heat fans were booing LeBron because we're upset that that he left us for Cleveland and then went and won one. I, I don't, it's like when the dude's yeah. done it for you, you got to give him his due when he comes, even if you're angry at the time, you know, like we were angry at the time or we were angry when Dwayne Wade left for Chicago and ended up in Cleveland. And then obviously he came back, you make good on it. Like it, you gotta, you gotta move on. Yeah,
2: that was seven years ago. Wasn't it? Like how long ago was that?
0: It was, yeah, a, dude, that was a long was, time, it was, time it ago. It was, well, 2000. Yeah. When was that? Uh, two, yeah. Two. Was it 10 years ago? When was that finals it that Kawhi won for ago. them? Yeah, that was, it was 2014?
2: I mean, he's you should know, right? Yeah, I think for a it was few years. like 10 years ago. They don't should blame you know every that, time, hammer? do we?
0: Off the top of my head, you want me to know what year he won? Uh, two-
2: Come on, I know, I know, I know the year because we lost. Hey, let's yeah, let yeah, get I think off this. 2014,
5: yeah, Two thousand fourteen. Thank you guys. You know, oh, I, I, messed know. Messed I, think, I see
0: what you guys are doing there. Yeah, they are
2: trying to be All funny, right, Amber. I ignored him on purpose. Yeah, you're but cute, now, James. You yeah,
5: never listen. Never stop booing the Larry and Larry Junior. About to boo you. Do not stop booing. I booed Yarmar Yager like. Twenty years after he left the Penguins, because of something he said on his way out, you never stop booing those guys. If you're a fan, it hurts. You don't leave my favorite it team. It does
0: hurt, but if yeah, they boo him. if they won, you if they put a banner in your raft, Yager
5: put two, and then he said he was dying alive in Pittsburgh, um, and we booed point. him for twenty years.
0: Oh that's Pittsburgh for you. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, we're gonna make our picks for the Thanksgiving NFL games headed your way tomorrow.
2: This is a challenge. Challenge. This is ESPN Radio's Pick'em
4: Challenge.
0: So I'm not doing so hot at ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge. Norris Cole filling in tonight for Ian Fitzsimmons. We normally do our pick'ems, Norris, on Fridays, and Ian's never in on Fridays. So normally, so Ian's like, he's the betting. He's the betting person out of the two of us right Mm. I'm that okay I have never I've hardly hardly ever bet on sports and the thing that I'm not good at is the against the spread thing because if we were doing straight up my record would be so different like last (laughs) week I ended up going zero three but the Broncos won and I had picked them and the Dolphins won and I had picked them but they didn't cover so that's always my problem week in and week out So I'm gonna need your help. I'm gonna need your help. I know you're not. You can't. You're not a betting man either, because yeah, yeah, league. You know they they frown. They tend to frown on those sorts of things uh, when you're a player. But I'm gonna need you to try. Okay, Packers at Lions tomorrow. Starting off our Thanksgiving in terms of the NFL. The Lions, seven and a half point favorites. We are used to seeing the Lions. They are very used to playing on Thanksgiving. They are not used to being good while they're playing on Thanksgiving. I would be leaning Lions here, even though seven and a half is a lot. I'm actually believing in the Lions finally, although it's taken me a long time to come around to them. But the choice is yours, Norris Cole.
2: Yeah, I'm going with the Lions to cover the spread. seven minus seven Minus seven and a half. I think that would be a smart choice because they're playing against the Packers. A Jordan Air Love playing? led Packers and not not an Aaron Rodgers right. led Packers.
0: Yeah, which which has been a bit of a problem uh for Green Bay this season. I don't know if Jordan Love is going to end up being good or not, frankly. Uh he's confusing to me. But also maybe we <laughs> give him a little time. Give him some time. Like, I understand he's not We're a we live in a microwave
2: society. Let's gotta yeah. give him some time. Like, the best food time. is not microwavable The best food is, you know, it takes some marination.
0: Yes, he's been there for a while. He's also been sitting on the bench the entire time, watching some other do play at a very elite level. Maybe, maybe we give it at least a little time before we completely judge it. But right now, I don't need to give Detroit much time. They've convinced me. Jared Goff has convinced me last season and this season. That's one of the more shocking revelations, frankly, in the (laughs) NFL. I think most of us would have bet against that. So Jared Goff certainly proving a lot of people very, very wrong. Commanders at Cowboys. The Cowboys are 10.5 point favorites. That is a huge spread. I normally get nervous around spreads that large. But Dallas has been mutilating lesser opponents this season. Yes, they've had their hiccups against good teams like the 49ers, but they make easy work typically about the te- off of the teams that are less than them, and the Washington Commanders right now are one of those teams. That Commander's defense, I even ran through the stats earlier in the show when we were discussing this game, it's much worse than a lot of people expected it to be this season. would be surprised if Rivera loses his job after this season. I'd be leaning Cowboys here to cover on Thanksgiving.
2: See, I, I would definitely pick the Cowboys to win, but to cover a large spread, ah, uh, the Cowboys, uh, every time the- Anytime the expectations are high, some weird that seems to happen. Hmm. So, I'm not so sure about the 10 and a half. Maybe 10, maybe 9, maybe 9 and a half, minus 9 a and a half. It's a big spread. But 10 and a half is a big spread. So, I'm, a, I'm just going to go with common sense and say, no. Not okay. going to go with the Cowboys minus 10 and a half.
0: Oh, all right. Uh, 49ers at Seahawks. The 49ers are six-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. The Seahawks are beat up. Geno Smith, we think, is playing, but we're not even completely sure. Kenneth Walker is – is, is I, don't, I don't believe he is. Uh, I would lean 49ers. They seem like they're cooking once again. No,
2: nah, I agree. I agree, especially when you – even if the quarterback is playing, clearly he's not 100%. They're going to be missing one of their backs, and they're, they're missing some other players, so – I think that would be the smart one, minus six and a half. The Niners are catching their stride, man. Brock Purdy, he's got all those hiccups out the way, those late-game interceptions out the way. You got McCaffrey, who's lighting the league up, scoring touchdowns every single game. The defense, you know, Bosa and those guys are starting to get their rhythm. I think I think that's the smart choice to go, the 49ers minus six and a half.
0: So I don't like that I just went all favorites, although you pushed back on Dallas, so maybe – Maybe that's where we go. Now I'm, like, questioning whether I should go back on Packers-Lions with a a 7.5. This is what I do. I get in my head too much, and it's about the darn spread, man. The spreads are so confusing. Hey, it's Thanksgiving.
2: It's Thanksgiving. It's time for all the spreads.
0: It is but Hey, it is time. (laughs) We will all have some serious spreads in front of us tomorrow. The bonus Black Friday game after Thanksgiving. The Dolphins are at the Jets. The Dolphins are favored By nine and a half points against Tim Boyle and the New York Jets. What say you, Norris Cole? I'm very, very biased.
2: Yeah, but you're biased for the right reasons. I'm not sure what the weather is going to be though, and so maybe, maybe not nine and a half. Let's bring it down to like eight to eight and a half. But they're going to—they're going to try to to pick against
0: my. Uh, yeah. I mean, I just. Ah, it's it's kind of high man. with that with that
2: cold weather. You gotta understand the uh, the Dolphins don't play well cold, right? in cold weather.
0: Yeah, I don't think the the, the Jets, Jets are bad. That cold.
5: The Jets are bad. The Dolphins beat bad teams. The Commanders normally are bad. normally by a lot. Although the, the Dolphins bad,
0: did not cover Cowboys last weekend. Beat bad
5: teams. So
0: the Cowboys, okay. yeah, but but the Cowboys Dolphins beat bad weekend. teams. But are the Dolphins going to cover? Because they did not cover against the Raiders. The Cowboys beat bad teams, and the Cowboys have been covering when they do it. But ten and a half is a lot of points.
2: Ten and a half is a lot. I don't. I don't, I don't believe. I don't anytime like any the, the, like I, I said, like any anytime way. the expectations are too high for Dallas, up. Uh, sit back. They're going to stomp sit them. Back. Gonna stomp sit back. They're going to stomp them. I think yeah. they're
0: going to stomp them as well. Go Norths, with your gut. Go with my gut that they're going to stomp them. But then yeah. I'm going all favorites.
5: That's fine. Unless okay. I pick against the Lions.
0: Now. I'm going re-
2: to remind you, Amber. If they seven don't stomp seven and a half.
0: Them. Yeah, I know you are. Listen,
5: what's the worst that could happen? We go 0-4?
0: If we go 0-4, do we fall behind Greeny? My entire goal now in life is to stay in front of Greeny
5: in the ESPN radio
0: rankings. I don't know. Coming up next, game night. I know those dudes are very good at picking games. Q Myers, he's coming up.
4: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half.